Yeah, do I hear piano or something? What's that? No, that was Panavision. I was listening oh, to. Nice. Um, yeah, I, um, I I do like that album. It's great, man. It's I, great. Um, I classic, just... I think. It's one of the. It's a classic. <clears throat> uh oh. I don't. I, I I haven't. I haven't tried to organize it in my head yet. I I don't. I think I'm a little cooler on it than you are. Um, this is how I determine whether or not it's a great album. It's like I am just thrashing it all the time. Yeah. Very I haven't, simple I haven't hit it at that level. The thing I've been thrashing that, like, I literally wake up every day. Like, that's how I know an album's got into my DNA as well, is when you wake up and there's a song in your head. Like, yep. from, from, like, 9 a.m., you know, it's right It's my Christmas there. song from last year, isn't it? It's your Christmas song. <clears throat> it's a It's a banger. It's a real banger. I knew it. Um, Earworm. No, uh, it's the new Andrew Bird album, um, Inside Problems, mm. which uh, on my first listen to, I was a little like cool on, which tends to be the, the case every time I listen to one of his new albums, because every time I'm like, oh, what's he doing? Oh, I don't get it. I, you know, and mm. then it just sunk in. And now like, it's quite unusual for me to hammer an album, to actually like listen to it on repeat or every time I get in the car to put it on again. But I have been thrashing inside problems, and it is just in my head constantly, constantly. Yeah. I, I love that you always send me Andrew Bird related things, even though I've never listened to Andrew Bird. I just guess or... I hope that it rubs off. I mean, I feel like at some point, the more you do that, the less likely it is I'm going to listen to it. But. You know, I, I appreciate that you're thinking of me anytime. But you like, don't. You could send me a Katy Perry album and I'd be like, that's sweet. He's thinking of me. <laughs> I don't think you tend to listen to anything I send you these days. No, I don't listen to anything anyone tells me to watch or see. I, I literally have to find it myself. Um, I, this is the, it's, I wonder what the psychology is there. Because it is like, I, I and by the way, I'm, I'm the king of recommendations. I'm constantly telling people what to listen to, what movies to watch. Yeah, we have a segment and yet called I would never, Engine. And, I, and I, look, I have a recommendation in my daily life um, just with strangers. <laughs> <clears throat> and yet I, I, I just can't, I can't bring myself to listen to something that someone has told me. To, and it's not even a conscious thing. I'm just, just something I'm not doing. That is weird. Yeah. Is it like a... You don't know me. What makes you think that you could guess what it is that I like? Like, it's I'm too eccentric. It's that, but not like, not like the fuck you-ness of that. It's more that I feel like in my brain, I've never really liked something that someone's recommended properly to me, which isn't true. Um, but then, I mean, I can't really remember the last time someone's recommended something to me and I've gone... And yeah, because you never really fucking it. try it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I would rec- I would listen to something if it was if like if Tom York recommended an album, I'd probably okay. go out and look for it. Sure, but just my stupid friends like you. Yeah, nah. If Louis C.K. recommended Andrew Bird, you'd be all over him. Did he? Did he? He did. Yeah, big fan. Oh, wow! I'll um. Yeah, I might download it on LimeWire then. <laughs> oh, welcome to Deep Fort, everyone. Nice to be back. Nice to be in this rhythm again. Nice to see your furry face. Um, this is a podcast where we just tick off the big news of the week and 
give our intelligent and well-reasoned thoughts. Sitting through the internet with me this week, my friend Michael. Hey. Hey, Nick. None of that was true, but I, uh, I'm with you. I'll back it. Sorry, what's your name then? No, no, no. The name thing was true. Okay. Yeah. The other stuff was bullshit. <laughs> and I'm Nick. Thank you, one and all. How you been? Hair's grown How out. have I been? You know what? Fucking great. Okay. Fucking wow. great. Good. Good week. Um, you know, I've been sleeping better. Okay. You know, last step, I talked a little bit about the, the uh, anxiety monster, uh-huh. you know, like creeping in. Yeah. But I've been taking a high dose of heroin. <laughs> no, of... Um, <laughs> And I'm out like a light. Um, a high dose of, uh, what is it? Magnesium. Um, a couple of hours before I go to sleep. And I'm having these really vivid dreams, but they're like just fun. They're just fun dreams. They're like classic adventure dreams. And I'm remembering them. You're in the them. Under Jonesing. You're, you're it's a little, little of that. Matrix reloading. Yeah. I mean, they're just, there's like horses involved. There's food fights. There's horses um, involved. There's been boats. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it sounds like you're having a great summer holiday. It's honestly great. And you're remembering them and they're not scary. And there's it's just, they're just a, just a classic dream, you know? Um, and I'm, you just know, just water sleeping, skiing on a horse kind of dreams. Sleeping right through till my alarm. So I, I'm, I'm feeling great. I also, just got a new job and I just oh, accepted shite. a new job. Wow. So I'm going to be starting that in a couple of weeks. That's very um, exciting. It is exciting. It's uh, change is always fun. Mm-hmm. Change is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always scary as well, but I like it. Yeah. Know? When someone like suggests a new album or something to really like freshen that like audio landscape that you've sunk in, it changes good. You know, it's great to hear other people's thoughts and to, Bring something 100%. new into the fold. I've always said that. You've always said that. Um, but yeah, so there's a bit, bit happening in my life, um, but it's all positive. That's How ex- are you? That's great. So uh, what does that mean in terms of career? Can we talk about direction or do you, like what kind of work you'll be doing? Um, I won't say where yeah. it is. Uh, I think you, I told you last week or whatever, but it'll be... It's in a different industry. It's in a more more of a scientific industry, mm-hmm. um, more medical mm-hmm. in nature. <laughs> You're but, um, becoming a drug I, testing victim where they just inject you with random things and see what happens. Yeah, I like the idea of a, a, a job title with the with the uh, with the word victim in the title. <laughs> Look. It's not up to you. Maybe if you would climb the ladder, you'll get up to the point where you can change what the name is. But at this point... I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the victim-y. You'll be the victimer, uh, victimizer. Victimer, victimizer. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Well, how exciting. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. T- to go back one step, do you feel like anxiety about a job process was perhaps contributing to the sleeplessness or is that entirely unrelated? No. I don't think it was that at all because, you know, this job process this for this particular role kind of wasn't something that was on my radar for until it was. So it wasn't something that I was like actively pursuing. So I wasn't really thinking about it. But I think a couple of the other things that I that were keeping me up at night, I think I have on some level at least 
and you know not wanting to speak too early but i think on some level have at least made peace with them or resolved them mm. in my head mm-hmm. uh, just logically so i think um i think it's on the up and up that's great where'd yeah. the magnesium thing come from is that a, a joe rogan well <laughs> um no well i've been ta- I, I had been taking magnesium for uh, post gym recovery because it helps with muscles and stuff muscles. <laughs> look i'd buy it that sounds completely legitimate well that's that's true yeah it helps with muscles and stuff no it helps with muscle recovery okay? yeah and stuff yeah and stuff i don't fucking know man i'm a, not a doctor that is, I, might, the, I might be soon that though, might but... be the the point that i'm making yeah okay okay you, you so you just decided to interject with the with so well, it just didn't sound I'm not very authoritative is my point. Well, I'm not authoritative. Okay. <laughs> sure. There's fucking, I have no idea what magnesium is. I thought it was, uh, I thought it had something to do with magnets. Well, it is a metal. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm fucking smart again. <laughs> it circles around. It comes, um, it comes back. So I was taking that for like muscle recovery and stuff. And then um, I just, I honestly just saw this like high dose magnesium on special it was like cheaper than the other stuff which uh-huh. is always good when you're buying products that are you being ingested into your body for supposed health benefits that yeah. are you know on a slash sale yeah uh, but i thought fuck it oh <laughs> let's go so i've been taking these like higher dose magnesiums i think they're like triple the strength of a normal one and Three i'm out like a light my muscles are Loosened. bulging <laughs> okay and um and my sleep is you know, adventurous. Adventurous sleep, bulging yep. muscles. What more can you ask for? Exactly. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah. Chemist so Warehouse does it again. It was Chemist Warehouse. I love Chemist Warehouse. Yeah, they're pretty good. They are good. Do you have Chemist Warehouse in New Zealand? <laughs> do we have Chemist Warehouse in New Zealand? <laughs> do you? Yes. Yeah, we do. It's called Chemist Warehouse, though. <laughs> Because the not, accent. It's not, it's not even how the accent goes. Commerce warehouse. No, okay. Uh, there's sure. something there. <laughs> I don't know if there is. So um, tell me one thing that's been happening in your life. Um, I bought a vibrator. Sorry, a um, massage gun. Massage gun. That's what the polite people call it. Um, yeah. So just having had... Uh, these ongoing knee issues and knowing that like the migraine stuff um, is often neck and shoulder or tightness kind of related. Thought mm. let's let's get one of these fucking you know like massage yeah. gun things. Give it a go. See what happens. Quite fun. Quite fun. Yeah. Quite aggressive. You yeah. Could, you could hurt someone with that. Put it in your ass yet? I haven't put it in my ass yet. I don't think it's okay. got the right attachments. Maybe you have to All look right. on online. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Well, they have everything. Yeah. Um, um, cool. So that's been that's been like a nice sort of improvement this, in the muscle recovery. Is this a self massage type thing, or are yeah. you employing? No, it's or... me. No, it's me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what a massage gun fine. is, right? Yeah, I've seen one. Yeah. It's like a thing, but I would it's imagine like it'd be nice on your back or something. Yeah, but you can get it on your back with you know just holding it over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I am imagining, really. you know, you holding it and then opening your mouth and then just <laughs> it pounding your mouth. But 
if you're might. imagining that, um, you know, that's that's all up to you. Well, now everyone else listening well, to this you, is you have sort it. of put it out there, which is it? It's the beauty of saying things. You can put anything in someone's brain. I can say, <laughs> I can say, yellow spider fucking a giraffe, and you are Fuck, thinking, thinking of about that. how that would work I don't in know. your brain. It's, it's, just, it's just so small versus so big. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, you know, it teaches you not to judge a book by its cover. That's exactly. You, know, you can't, you can't my just point. assume who the top is based on stature. Exactly. Good lessons. Good lessons. Um, otherwise, life has been pretty much the same as last time I talked to you. I've been heavily working on this video game work, and we actually just today put in a proposal for some development funding for a new TV show idea that we've got cooking up. So mm-hmm. I have been uh, working to um, draft all those kind of documents and outlines and series overviews and concepts and things to put together. And Wait, did f- I know about this new TV idea? Maybe. Maybe. What's the idea? Tell everyone. No, I won't. But tell, the tell, entire, I would, tell the entire world. I'll tell you. Um, it's, it's called... It's a bit of a, um, a temp name, but it's about um, and massive streets and streets of hell yeah. And, and so we're sort of doing a New Zealand vomit. Whoa! Oh, this is you haven't told me about this. This sounds cool. Gets into a car. Sounds really cool. It sounds pretty ambitious too. Yeah, it'll be more expensive than good grief. For sure. If we got if we got to make it the way we wanted. Sounds good, man. Sounds really good. Mm. So I've beeped Exciting. all of that out, but I'm, I'll leave in this little end bit where you approve of it. And um, yeah, we'll just cross our fingers and hope that there's interest there to fund some development of it. And then ultimately hope next year to perhaps produce it, get production funding as well. Well, definitely sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, and not in the boomer way that... You know, boomers mean interesting. Yeah, they mean... not in a confusing way. Where it's like, well, that's interesting. Yeah, or um, how else do they use that? It's like when interesting, it's like someone's a bit out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. someone's got tattoos. Like, oh, he's interesting. Yeah, we where we we there's an underlying current of I don't approve of that. Yes. Um, let me just hear record on this because um... <laughs> wait, you haven't recorded <laughs> any of no, this. On the um on the visuals, just because I feel like I haven't put up a clip lately, and I think we, we're overdue for a clip. And you haven't put maybe... up a clip in like years. No, it's been like <clears throat> maybe since December. I don't know. People like it's the clips. fucking September. That's nine months ago. Yeah, that's what I said. I said months. Well, yeah, but that's closer to years than it is to months. Well, this is the fucking clip. The clip about the clip. It's a clip of just me and... looking up. Okay, I take it back. You put up a clip in May. I was wrong. Oh. So was I. But yeah, this is the clip. Is it? <laughs> what are we? Is this what gets people listening? God, no. I mean, no, nothing gets anyone listening. Apparently, take off your pants. Do something interesting. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Views. Well, baby. now it is the clip. Now you have to use it. <laughs> so meta. Yeah. Fucking meta. Fuck. You, you knew what you were doing all along. I shouldn't have doubted you. <clears throat> Watch the, the likes master. roll in. <laughs> we should start a deep four OnlyFans, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> no one wants that. So, um, 
Speaking of assholes, the Queen died. Oh, wow. Nikki. Nicholas Shuds. <laughs> Fuck. Um, you do not say that about Her Majesty. Her Madge. Her Madge. Imagine Her Majesty's Vag. <laughs> Jesus. Does she reckon she calls it Her Majesty? <laughs> She she wants Prince Philip. She was like, call it your, your, your majesty. <laughs> oh, well, this is off so to a dumb. good start. Uh, um, when, honestly, when was the last time do you reckon she had sex? Do you reckon the uh, the 80s, maybe? The, she, I don't think she had sex after D- Princess Di died. I think. You mean not on the day or just <laughs> as an era? I reckon she masturbated on the day because she was that real happy about that. <clears throat> Fucking she hell. jerked it on the day. She got a, she got a massage gun and was just like pop it straight on her vagency. <laughs> um, oh god! So there's I, a lot of there's so a she lot died of like, ninety six, right? She's the queen. Yeah, Prince, oh, Princess Di. You mean Philip? Mm. Let to say to put it kindly, probably not in his peak. For the past 30 years. No, he looked like he was dead for the last He looked years. dead forever. So, yeah, you're probably right. Probably the 80s. There you go. I picked it. Yeah. Because that's now a fact. Yeah. We could ask, you know, we could send a request to Buckingham Palace. I would, I would e- even go further as to say that she probably only had sex... Maybe ten times in her life. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I know how. That's true. I don't know how many children she's got because she's not only just, you know, the queen, but she's like got this like, she's from like the twenties or something. Who knows? Where she's got this like proper lady thing where you only have sex, you know, for a reason. Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, like from a religious perspective, there was the whole sex is for creation of life thing i don't know how the church of england fits into that but the church of england like literally treats her as a descendant of god right like do the, they really i think so i think i think she is the head of the church of england or she was the monarch is maybe i could actually look this up yeah look up why you're there look up the last time queen elizabeth queen victoria masturbated. masturbation Whoa, that's that's not what I. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, Papa likey, <laughs> Papa likey. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, history of the Church of England. God, there's a lot here. So she's like the Pope, kind of. The Queen's role was. Defender of the faith and supreme governor of the Church of England. It's an important element of her role as monarch and a deeply personal part of her life, but she respected all faiths. So at her coronation, the Queen was anointed by the Archbishop of Canterbury and took an oath to maintain and preserve inviolably the settlement of the Church of England and the doctrine, worship, discipline and government thereof as by law established in England. Since the 16th century, monarchs have sworn to maintain the, the Church of Scotland and the Queen made her pledge to preserve the settlement of the true Protestant religion on her accession in February 1952. So, yeah, it is like an actual religious title as well. Hmm. <clears throat> it's so um, 
this this the queen death thing uh i, I i'm just like i feel that there is like this sense it's like i'm just really gobsmacked by how much it feels like a medieval thing because you know the royal family they 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 are they're around in the media like it it also just baffles me why the media is so obsessed with this but there must be an appetite for it somewhere well i think but, part of it is that the media's viewership the only media that watches live tv or you know that kind of stuff now is older right so it's all this boomer plus demographic that they're catering I, I, I to heard- I heard somewhere that uh, the younger generations are the ones that are really into the royal family. Um, the the Gen Zers, the Gen apparently Zers, apparently Gen Z is really there's a lot. I heard this from from I heard this from someone who I think would be um, who is you know a bit of an authority on this matter actually, but I haven't looked it up myself. But she did say that. But what I was saying before is that. With the Queen dying, it's like it's just relentless in the news and it's relentless in the papers and stuff. And it just does, don't you just feel like, oh, we're just little peasants again? Like, if, if this feels like the 13th century and we're like, oh, the Queen has died. And we're just like the groveling little, oh, the Queen. Like, it's so dumb. It is weird, right? It is, it's the first time really in day to day life that you get that reminder that. Oh, yeah, Australia's got a head of state that lives in a different country, right? Like, we're not actually our own thing. For all that, like, day-to-day Australia is its own thing, it is that reminder of, like, yeah, this is weird, isn't it? Like, I have to assume that it won't be long before the Republic referendum comes up again. It was 2001 that Mm. first happened, right? Yeah. I mean, that's 20 years. That's a long time. I, I have to think it would become a republic if it was on the ballot today. Sure. Yeah, it's it's tough to know why. It's tough to see how this could, could be sustainable in the future. But I don't know. On some people, on some level, I think people really do love it. I mean, in I was listening to Sam Harris did a little bit of a podcast on it recently. And he had someone on that was saying that... Um, yeah, it's easy to hate the royal family and easy to see how... I mean, it is it is weird that it's just this bloodline thing that is handed down. And if you come out of the right vagina, then you have all this power and wealth and adoration. And it does just seems so archaic and almost primitive to some degree. But on some level, the, the Queen and the British monarchy has represented Britain in a way that no other country has had. So it's like this kind of representation of of Britishness, um, which this author was arguing actually does serve the people on some level just to have this kind of outlet or this ambassador for their country on a level that a president, for example, may not be able to do. But why, why cannot a president represent that? Because is it I think just it's, an it's age inst- thing? It's just because it's been around for 1,500 years. I mean, it could be that. I mean, <clears throat> well, it's not just, it's not just, not just, wait, it could be that. Um, but I guess it also could be the fact that the queen is the queen for, you know, I don't know, 60 years was she? Who knows? Oh, 80 more, years? Yeah. 52 so to 22. So she has rule. 70. She has rule 
for that long. Maybe part of this love of royalness, royalty, is in our DNA on some level. I mean, you could kind of trace it back and reverse engineer it to having, I don't know, what is it like? You know, if you, I'm thinking like caveman times, like there's just like this person, it's like, it's wisdom, it's the it's the ancestry, it's the, the bloodline thing. It almost seems like a bit caveman-y or something. Uh, I don't see that. I see it more like religion. It's like, sure. here's the authority, here's the person who has the power, here's the person who represents our values, here's the person who decides what life is for us. You know, we... Mm you know, devote ourselves to her and in kind she is a a benevolent and, you know, generous sovereign who allows us to till the fields. It, I, I think that allegiance nowadays has to be seen more through a religious lens than through a, like, I mean, some of it's definitely patriotism, but that yeah. fandom for it, that, that enthusiasm, it's not like... It's not like a um, a modern-day fandom where it's like, I'm a... You know, I love Marvel. Yeah, you know, I'm a yeah. big Christian Bale fan. You know, it's not the same. Yeah. Because, uh, as you say, there's like a... There's an authority to it. There's a presence about it, which, I mean, very literally, she was the head of the Church of England. So you you, you have to treat it more like it's a a, a belief system more than it is a functional part of a nation's identity because plenty of countries don't have it. Yeah, I mean, I guess there must be some necessity for it on some level. There's got to be... It has to have served a purpose and served a, a purpose well in order for it to have survived for this long. Well, I mean... Because <laughs> people could just... People could... Theoretically, just reject the royal family. Yeah, there could be a revolution. I mean, it happens, you know, when people historically rejected their king, they got beheaded, you know, that you can overthrow that kind of thing. Um, yeah, well, that's the other thing that I've been thinking about, like, with, you know, kind of um, marrying this up with my... thing. I'm thinking about the Queen way too much, which I don't like, for one. But then I'm trying to think, okay, what is this idea of, of the queen? What ideas about the queen and not just the queen that died, but, you know, any queen? What are those ideas that I have? And all of those images and all of, all of those ideas that I have about that have come from like Disney movies or fairy tales mm -hmm. where the queen has been kind of a ruthless, uh, almost like dictator off with your head. Mm -hmm. kind of thing so my idea of the queen has not necessarily been a positive one but i mean obviously she's a sweet old lady who you know likes a gin and likes to kill princesses who don't fit in with her family <laughs> but i feel like there's like this uh it, it doesn't quite fit with the idea of queenness that i have had growing up as a child but i mean look i mean disney Disney's yeah, got a lot to answer for. Not a full reality, is it? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I think now that adherence, that love is really going to come under the magnifying glass but also be tested because now it's King Charles. And now all those people who were royal watchers and fans and all that kind of thing of um, 
of the monarchy and of Queen Victoria specifically are now going to find themselves with a new person to look at. And I wonder how many of them will, you know, re-examine that in the wake of her death. Yeah, I'm seeing a, a few Australian politicians coming out and <clears throat> and saying now is the time for a referendum. Um, <clears throat> but it is also funny, like Albanese, I think, has, has run on a let's become a republic ticket and is also, you, you ha- he, I mean, he's compelled to join in and say, how you know, she was this and that. And, but, yeah. I don't know. What do you make of the response, the indignation when some people vocally said that they don't care about the Queen or that pointed out that she was responsible for generations of, um, you know, racist behaviour by her monarchy towards other colonies and and the mistreatment of people even into modern history. Um, there was examples listed here in New Zealand where a visiting, um, what do you call it, like a Queen's visit required people to be ousted from their lands and their villages because they were seen as... Um, like the the buildings and everything were seen as ugly, and so they were kicked off their property and had the buildings demolished to make way for recently. This is like fifty years ago, like but re- like semi recent history, um, like that kind of shit is still going to be a very real wound and a very real reason not to <laughs> like these people. And yet, when some of that context was given um, in the wake of a lot of adulation, as you say, there was immediate pushback of like how dare you, like, this woman died, like, why are you dancing in a grave? What do you make of that kind of uh, response overall? Well, I I think if it's criticisms laid against historical, uh, you know, indignations or um, historical uh, Injustices, yeah. Injustices, I am a little hesitant to, to start calling people out on, on that. So with that specifically, I feel like the, the royal family, like any corporation, and I feel like on some level they are a corporation or at least, a you know, an organization, um, they will have to adjust with the times. So I, I believe like Apple or Google, uh, they will they will ride that wave with the times and they will adapt. So I feel, but it will also be just reactionary to the culture. Um, I I don't, I have no problem calling, I have no, no problem with people calling her out um, for, you know, the, the idea of roy- royalty. I have no problem with people saying that, you know, this is a, a rubbish idea at this time. I mean, people are precious about the queen dying. People are very, people hold her, very dear in their hearts um but i don't i just i just don't care about any of it so it's very hard for me to care about people you know tweeting that you know the the queen's a bitch yeah the um the mcdonald's here at the mall was flying flag at half mast in like the eastgate mall here and you're like what who is this for like, I promise you, the Queen never went there. She never got a McFlurry in the drive-thru. She's not she's not going to be particularly fussed one way or the other if the flag's up or not. 
there's all the corporate side of it that started coming through was where it really felt surreal to me. Like I, yeah. I get if you're a person and you're like, I really like the queen and I'm sad that she's died. You know, I'm sorry for your loss. Like uh, feel f- however you want. It's very odd to me that when I was at the gym the other day, there's like a rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth, uh, Queen Victoria, you know, uh, what's her name? Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth, uh, yeah. Queen Elizabeth. On, the last one was, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, like in a, a, a black and white portrait, you know, 1920 whatever to 2022, up on the thing, interspersed between like all the fucking gym videos of like, skateboarding fails and people doing like press ups and cats falling off of benches, like and all the other random shit. And then there's one black and white slide, which says rest in peace. <laughs> you know what? And you're like, what, what are we doing? Why did they feel like they needed to be this? Why does McDonald's feel like they need to fly half flag? Why does any yeah. of the corporate world need to import? Like if you're in the UK, okay. I sort of see it Yeah. over here. Who fucking cares yeah well look my my mum i mean my mum was did did grow up in england so i guess it's something but my mum you know in our family chat ben and i are all like cracking jokes or sharing memes about the queen yeah. so the best thing about her dying was some great memes good oh, queens. <laughs> um but my mum was like no this is this is a, this is a sad day like this she meant a lot i'm like okay i didn't i didn't push it yeah but yeah, it just all that stuff, uh, kind of that you're speaking to, speaks to the fact that this is not about one person. This is about people love the idea of royalty. They like the idea of the monarchy. It's not about the queen. It's about the queen's image. It's about the queen's face on a coin or on a on a dollar on a five dollar bill. Like I feel like that's what it's about. It's what 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 she represents. And on some level, I get it. But then it's also, it's just not a human thing it's i just feel like it's not a human thing it's about like an icon and people wanting to worship an icon and in in some way i guess then then she is a god to uh, to to some degree she's not only a messenger to god apparently with the archbishop of canterbury whatever but she is herself a deity and people want to worship and maybe that means on some level, that people need something to worship. I don't yeah, know. I might it, be getting too much into it. No, but. it almost feels like there is a psychological kind of safety net aspect to it, right? Where it's like, despite all the shit that goes on in our day-to-day lives, there is someone out there kind of looking out for us. Like, is that what it is? Yeah, I think it might be that. Like, she's the, like you said earlier, the benevolent one who bestows upon us you know i don't know taxes <laughs> yeah um or, christmas uh, she gave it, us christmas didn't she it's like a law thing though right it's a rituals thing a rights thing like half of the funereal stuff this week that we've seen like carrying rocks from scotland down to england for the funeral and that kind of stuff it's it's this kind of it was almost a physical representation of history right of legacy that mm. was walking around um and it's it's kind of like a steadying presence, I guess, because with that position, with that constance, constancy, is that the word I'm looking for? Of of, of having a, a monarch there, you, you get a, it's like there's, re, there's psychological reassurance from it, I think, of having had that, that tie to the past, to where we mm. came from. 
Um, yeah, I think you might be onto something there, and I think yeah, I think the the it, she's linking generations, so that that constancy, if that is a word, you know, is something that people I I could I can imagine would feel comfort in. Or she was the queen of my mother as well as me and my daughter or something like that. Um, but then that coupled with this, um, you know, almost godlikeness of her, you know, I, I feel like there is like a worshipping element to her um, or to the idea of her that people are really latching on to. And also what's going to happen now with uh, Chucky? I mean, he's just come in. He's got... He's already, I don't know if you saw this video of him, you know, cracking the shits when he was trying to sign some documents. No. Pretty funny. There's this, like, video going around where he's like, it's one of the first things that he's signing, and he's like, I hate this. I hate this. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. And then Camilla comes in, and she's like, I got it. Um, but he's what, he's just going to come in. Also, I thought the king, not to be gendered, but the king was higher than the queen. But in, I think back. I in think I my, think you're I, thinking of playing cards. <laughs> uh, yeah, and chess or something. Yeah, or cards. You said cards. Or yeah, playing cards. Yeah. Darts. I thought you said darts, and I still agreed. That's um, weird. I think again, my idea of royalty comes from Disney movies. Games. <laughs> but the king and the queen were together. Like you didn't have. Well, I guess was Prince Philip the king? Oh, who fucking cares? No, Prince. Because she was blood, and he was Prince Philip married. Was not he married the into king, the royal right? family. Right. He, he was. Into he it. was her cousin. Oh, he was. I mean, that's hot. Good on her. Prince Philip was called Prince Philip. Like he was the royal consort. So can can technically you have a king and a queen simultaneously? Still. Yes. They no, should wear the I crowns all the time. Because she's that's not what even wearing the me. crown. Wear Why a was crown. He... So he was born Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark. What a loser. And then he became consort of the queen. Yeah. But I think all the royal families incest, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. You got to keep it. You got to keep it in the bloodline, baby. So your cousin's starting to look real good after a couple of G&Ts by, uh, <laughs> by Big Ben. I don't know where they drink. <laughs> I'm sure that there's gins, surely. She's no, not going mean, to drink she... like a vodka martini. No, it's, she's famously a gin, big gin drinker. Yeah. What do you think the least classy food or drink the queen ever had was? Do you reckon she ever ate like a... A hot dog. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or like a Bunnings yeah. sausage chisel. <laughs> a Bunnings sausage chisel. Or like a, um, just like a Big Mac fucking would love that like <clears throat> i would have loved it if in the, your mcdonald's where you saw them flying the, the flag half master they like named like the royal a royale or something you know because that's a burger isn't it like the royale burger after the queen yeah. and people just seeing the flag half master and they're like oh i could oh. go a double cheese right now <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon she ever had a chocolate milkshake I reckon she sipped a chocolate milkshake, but I reckon she ate a lot of potatoes. I think she had yeah. a lot of roast dinners. A hundred percent. And I don't think she ate much else. Do you, ever, do you think she ever had like a Nando's Peri Peri? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Maybe lemon and herb. Yeah. Wouldn't go. For, I don't, wouldn't go up to mild. I don't. I don't think she. Um, I don't think she had Nando's. You know what I will say? She definitely ate baked beans, and that's canned food. So I reckon there's a slim chance that she might have had canned spaghetti. It's not true that baked beans only exist in a can, Nick. You well, can, you I can think have your butler. People. Your butler can cook, whip you up some, but then it's not mean baked, baked beans. beans, right? I wouldn't mind trying baked beans, just like whipped up, not in a can, just like, homemade. That well, feels like a you trendy go to like, restaurant thing that could happen. When you go like to a baked brunch, beans, like when hipster you, baked beans. When you go to a brunch place, you will get beans on the side sometimes with the eggs. That wouldn't be from a can. Uh well, yeah. they might have got the beans out of the can and then made quote unquote baked beans with mm. the can of beans. These are all good points. What else don't you think the Queen did? Do you, have the, do you think the Queen ever watched Netflix? You know, I think I think it is true that the Queen actually was a Wii Sports player. I think she fucking no. loved Wii Sports. I'm pretty... Let me Google this. I am pretty confident that she played Wii Sports for like 10 years after it was relevant. <laughs> I'm not joking. She didn't call it Wii Sports, though. I can't imagine going. She'd be like, uh, where's that game with... With the funny tennis game or something. Back in 2008, British newspaper The People claimed that Elizabeth II was so completely enamored with her grandson's Wii that she begged to join in on the fun. It was reported at the time that then-girlfriend of Princess William, Kate Middleton, had given her uh, beau a Wii as a Christmas prezi. They were playing Wii bowling, and the Queen wanted in. A palace source claimed that she was hooked. <laughs> God, wouldn't you love to be around a fly on the a be a be a fly on the wall at Christmas time? Like, what Ugh. gifts are they giving each other? Ugh. Yeah, at Christmas, like if you're Kate Middleton, you're like, fuck, what? Do, I have to get the Queen another <laughs> gift this year. What? You think she needs she more socks? You think she's got like an iPhone? I find notes on her phone. You just <laughs> yeah. like just like gift ideas for Lizzie. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess maybe we get her another falcon. I don't know. She's got so many. (laughs) Again. But it'd be funny if the Queen's just like, just get me a falcon. Like, don't make it weird. Just, I love falcons. I love falcons. Get me a falcon. Just give me, just give me a brown one. Get me a brown one. But we got you a brown one last year. I need another one. (laughs) They don't last very long. (laughs) Not the way I fly them. (laughs) They keep flying into all the palace windows. My corgis keep eating them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. The corgis thing. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Everyone's talking about corgis. Really? Just everyone. Yeah. Everyone just shut up about the queen. Let's get on with it but the other thing nick i was just going to add was that uh, it just occurred to me that i mean so i think it's thailand or the philippines they also have kings and queens that are not part of the british monarchy yeah and well lots of yeah lots of places have had yeah i guess they do places in africa and stuff and in those places you really do get a sense from western media that those places are run like a dictatorship yeah you know um which could very well be true and it probably is true and yeah. they're probably running it very differently than yeah. how the queen i'm not saying the queen was a dictator no but it just goes to show that this this uh this bloodline handing down of power through the bloodline is uh not it it is not um it is not a fair 
<laughs> and um, meritocratic way to divvy out power. Like it's yeah. just it can't be. It is good. actually it unusual. Cannot be good. It's unusual that Britain had a democracy alongside the monarchy like that. Yeah, that hadn't happened until it had to happen for stability um yeah but yeah and commonwealth as well having this kind of independence it it's absolutely as you say not a guaranteed thing and and certainly most of those other places where there is a one rule of policy with an inheritance and that kind of thing do yeah. not tend to give the people any say in it because <laughs> that way lies trouble for them and and yeah. you know it's true even in you know very successful places like china that's you know having an emperor having a uh you know uh, head of state which is entirely self self um fulfilling self what's the word i'm looking for self-appointed mm. um allows them a lot more control and a lot more money that's yeah, the weird thing I mean, about the um, the inheritance of well as well going into king charles is that he just gets all the queen's money there's no like inheritance tax or anything it all just like magically passes over to him but is that tax is that money from taxpayers? Well, do they do yeah, taxpayers fund the queen? It, I think so. That's ridiculous. Well, they own so much property as well. How much does the royal family cost the British taxpayer? A financial report. This is twenty twenty two. According to the sovereign grant, which funds the queen and her household's official expenses, released in June twenty twenty two, the monarchy costs the British taxpayer one hundred and two point four million dollars. Wow. So they're literally just taking from poor people. Yeah. That's bullshit. Funds are used to renovate Buckingham Palace, which is undergoing a ten-year refurbishment plan. Um, that's a that's a tourist destination, so that's fine. Oh, they'll be going to be doing the inside, so that's not really ever seen. Mm -hmm. Funds are used to pay for royal duties, like receptions, garden parties, and visiting schools. Almost mm -hmm. two thousand three hundred official engagements were carried out. Travel costs rose to 4.5 million pounds so that's international travel most of the grant was spent on the cost of maintaining the occupied royal palaces and staff pay mm. so speaking of the monarchy i've actually got a little little fun fact excuse that ties me in a, with this uh, a fun fact did you say you mean my fact. my segment Fun facts, fun facts, we got a fun facts, you know the fun facts. That is that what no. you're talking about? Get or did your you mean perhaps jingle out the way? And did then you mean now... a fucking Michael's facts? Is that what you meant? Yeah, I meant a Michael's fun facts, okay. And, uh, sorry, Michael's facts are not fun. Oh, okay. For trademark purposes, they right. cannot be fun. So please <laughs> be fun. Please be very clear. Are we doing a fun facts? Is this enjoyable? Or is it one of those kind of tedious things that you've just accidentally Googled? 100% just tedious, not fun at all. Okay. Mikey's facts. Play the jing. Michael's facts. Michael's facts. Facts machine. Here's a bonus fact. If you've got knowledge, we'll look it up. Because Michael's facts are here to stay. Nice. All right. So, so yes, we're speaking a lot about mon uh, monkeys. <laughs> well, guess we are, yeah. <laughs> speaking a lot about monkeys. We've been talking about monkeys. Um, but I wonder, I wonder how, okay, Nick, I've got two words for you. Carrots. 
how do carrots tie in <laughs> okay. with the yeah. monarchy? Okay, how do carrots tie in with the monarchy? So well, the not, two words, just, just to be clear, the, your two words not, are carrots and how. <laughs> no, carrots is two words. Carrots. Carrots. And it's not the monarchy, it's monarchies, okay? With monarchies generally. Monarchies. So you're wondering now, as is everyone, how the fuck is Michael going to do this? How the fuck is he going to die on carrots with monarchies? I'm still thinking about the spider fucking the giraffe. (laughs) Good. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, Well, I'll tell you how carrots tie in with monarchies. Okay? So for centuries, uh, carrots were yellow, white, or purple. Already mind blown? No, I mean, I I did know that, yep. Okay, well, my mum was blown when I read that. <laughs> You're um, sorry, your mum was blown when you read that. My mum blew me when I read that. Um, so for, for, so for, 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 for centuries... Oh, Her Majesty. <laughs> do not speak about my mum's... Okay, this is too much. So for centuries, I didn't know that car- all carrots were yellow, white, and purple. But in the 17th century, most carrots turned orange. Why? Why? Well, it may have to do with Dutch politics. Do you want me to say why so that you could... It feels like a sort of a conversation? Or are you happy to you just, just keep You just keep thinking about the spider and the drop. Okay. So why? In the 17th... <laughs> why? Um, in the 17th century, Dutch farmers began cultivating orange carrots as a tribute to William of Orange, who led the struggle for Dutch independence, and the colour stuck. A thousand years of yellow, white and, ca- white, and purple carrot history was wiped out in one generation. Some scholars doubt if orange carrots even existed prior to the 16th century, but they are now the most common type of carrot in the world. Presumably crosses between eastern purple, western white and red, and perhaps wild carrots led to the formation of orange-rooted carrots of the orange-rooted carrot subspecies. So farmers in the Netherlands started growing or started cultivating orange carrots as a tribute to this, uh, uh, what's his name, William of Orange, who, uh, who led the Dutch out of, uh, well, led the Dutch into independence. And I thought that was pretty cool and not not at all fun <laughs> that is exactly what it is that's very interesting um no excitement and then or it, fun in, involved which is exactly what i signed up for um so yeah. i'd say full marks that's that's a very interesting factoid and it is and it just kind of took off around the world and i think we've actually segued back into one of our favorite segments here because when you think about white carrots what are we talking about we're talking parsnips we're in the vicinity oh, yeah. of parsnips and we're back in we Snapchat. It's, it's taken us a while. Cousin. It's parsnip party time because we all know historically that uh, this is a podcast about parsnips with a lot of parsnip adoration out there. And it's been a while since we brought that up. So I think that uh, it's about time that we return to the original purpose of this show and, and started just talking parsnips. Yeah, the parsnip pod. Yeah. Now, I will just add a small caveat to what I just said, um, which is that the World Carrot Museum, which is 100% a real institution, um, 
says that this theory that I've just put to you um, as fact is there isn't enough evidence to support the theory. Um, so I just wanted to add that. But I think we can all agree that um, the folks there at the WCM have a stick up their ass. Um, and that stick is a giant orange carrot invented by the Dutch as a tribute to Sir Willem van Orange, okay. which is the Dutch Dutch name. Yeah. Those are some, some real carrot facts. I've got one more carrot fact for you, just because I'm just going to throw it in there because I, I did a lot of research and it was all scientific and it was a lot of reading today uh, to present to you this um, very informative segment. Carrots were first invented where? Let's make it a game. Where are they? Where were they first invented, Nick? Carrots were invented. first invented. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> where me, were I they was first like, invented? Still really focused on trying to understand what that meant. Where were yeah. carrots first invented? Okay, where did they first grow? If that's more within accurate your... or understandable, yeah, more accurate. <laughs> uh, where did they first grow? Okay, so what have we established so far? There were Asian purple carrots. There were European white carrots. There mm-hmm. was, did you say Danish? Um, uh, for no. William de Orange. Who, who cultivated the orange ones? The Dutch. The Dutch. The Dutch, not the The Netherlanders. Danish. Yes. So where did they start? I think it's going to be a trick question. I think nobody knows. Incorrect. Um, it was Iran. So oh. the first first carrots invented in Iran, then they were domesticated in Asia in the tenth century, and it wasn't it, Europe domesticated. Ha- Euro- yeah, they <laughs> in domesticated Iran, they were just wild feral carrots <laughs> no, rolling over the sand dunes. They spread out to Asia and then, <laughs> then well, wild carrots is a thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like they Whoa, had carrots as pets. Whoa, boy. That Asia, Easy Asia now. broadly Easy. kind of just got them, yeah, got them in check, <laughs> um, and then it wasn't. It was only in the 17th century did Europe even know what a fucking carrot was, mm. um, which I think is great. And all, all all carrots, all orange carrots come from the Netherlands. So I tricked you. That was fucking fun. Um, Fuck. And this is a Mikey Fun Facts. Fuck. Uh, real carrot facts, Megan. If you've enjoyed this kind of thing, please tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your barber because they need something to listen to when they're just doing the same old thing to Michael's hair every single time. There's plenty more episodes in the Deep Ford archive. Scroll down that podcast feed or find it on the website. You can keep in touch with us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter for notifications of new episodes. You can send us questions and comments to deepford at gmail.com. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts. Wouldn't that be fun? And you can eat more carrots for dinner if that's the kind of thing that brings you closer to the Queen, R.I.P. And carrots make your eyesight good, apparently. That's a myth. That is definitely a myth. It might be a myth as much as the thing that I just said is a fact, but Mm. old wives' tale. Old wives' tale. That's wives for you. That's why I'm not interested. Always telling you lies. Yeah, old old wives' tale is kind of offensive now, isn't it? You know, I was thinking it was offensive the other day. It's an old tale, right? It's not an old wife, necessarily. I guess. But, you know, I would realize it was offensive, and I, this is rare that I realize things are offensive before I am told that they're offensive, <laughs> is that um, 
uh, I used the expression fall on deaf ears. And I thought, well, that's kind of rude. Falls on deaf ears. It's like, why are I you bringing know. the deaf? Why are you bringing the deaf into this? Is that offensive? Just because I, I didn't hear. No, well, it's saying full on deaf ears. It's like someone's not listened. I mean, that's rude, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? It is factually true that deaf people can't hear things, right? So, surely the origin of that statement is is like someone who's deaf can't hear you. Like that's it's not necessarily pejorative against it. It's like they didn't hear it. But then it's 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 kind of they bringing weren't out. listening. It's highlighting the fact. It's, it's highlighting the fact that um, p- those people can't listen. I don't know. It just feels like unnecessary. Anyway, dude, I'm working than you, so shut up. Okay, I'm sorry. It f- feels a little bit like um, the whole Peter thing, where they want to introduce new sayings. Like instead of saying "flog a dead horse," they like they substituted like new yeah. phrases. It's like it's yeah. a metaphorical horse. No one's being injured. Yeah. I also saw um, this uh, fucking Instagram fitness guy that I follow started calling them Ukrainian twists. Ukrainian instead of Rus- twists. Instead of Russian twists. He's just oh. renamed them in honor of Ukraine, man. That's, that's, I, uh, that's. And even worse than that, you, you Woolworths, you know how they've got those frozen chicken Kievs? They've rebranded <laughs> them. They've rebranded them. This is not a joke. They've rebranded them to Chicken Keeves. Really? Spelled with the, with with the, the Y, y and the I. Out of solidarity. Thanks, Woolworths. <laughs> now I feel better eating my Chicken Keeves. Yeah, what, fucking Putin's just what, scrolling through the catalog, just going, oh, those fucking Woolworths. What's the historical point there? Kiev is the Russian way that they named it. Is that what they're getting at? Yes, I think it's a transliteration. I'm murky on this, but I've I think Kiev was uh, originally part of Russia, and then became its own sovereign nation, and then it renamed Ukrainians renamed it Kiev, with a different pronunciation. So it's technic Kiev is technically Russian or something mm. along those lines. Well, we'll have to get a Ukrainian on the podcast who can really speak to this. Yeah, it'd be nice. It might be nice if uh, someone cared about Ukrainian history on this podcast. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get the message from your dad <laughs> and he'll tell us. Yeah, I'm not getting any messages from my dad right now. So. Oh, okay. Fun times. Oh, yeah. So what you got for me, Nick? I feel like you get a science news brewing in that sweet brain of yours yeah i got a little bit and actually it does uh tie into the queen because i'm talking doddering old fools alzheimer's can't say old fools play the jingle it's that time time for science news Okay. Did you see this, Michael? This was a bit of news that came out uh, in the last couple of months, I think. Basically, it seems that everything we know or thought we knew about Alzheimer's 
is wrong. Maybe we just forgot. Maybe we just forgot. So there was a recent discovery by a neuroscientist who was um, just innocently investigating an Alzheimer's drug, an experimental drug, and went back to look at the papers and discovered what seemed to be scientific misconduct and fraud in one of the original documents, um, the original papers, I should say, which pushed um, Alzheimer's research down a path of sticky brain deposits kind of stuff. Do you have any sort of um, idea of, of the current, or well, until recently, the best theory of Alzheimer's? No, I don't have no idea. So there were the hypothesis was that sticky brain deposits of a protein, amyloid beta, was found on Alzheimer's patients, and that was sort of a hallmark of a diagnosis, was you'd see these deposits on the brain. And so all the research has gone into this direction. All of the drug development has been trying to repair the protein that blocks those deposits being placed on the brain. All of it has been about, can we get rid of this sort of sticky plaque? Well, one person went back, looked through the research, looked at the original papers, and found evidence that some of the data had been fraudulently duplicated in the very original paper. The um, images that they used seem to have been copied and pasted to reinforce a, a hypothesis that was potentially not actually there. And mm. as a result, the past 15 plus years of um, scientific research had basically been based on a, a flawed conclusion and a decade and a half's worth of work is looking like it's basically useless. Wow. So um, the the study was originally published in 2006 um, and basically said that these clumps of the, um, the protein known as plaques in the brain tissue were the primary cause of Alzheimer's, which affects tens of millions of people. And it looks sort of like a smoking gun. It led to this whole range of therapies. Um, and then they've started to pull at this thread and look back at the original data. And one of the problems has been that they would like all of this research would go into these plaques. All of these drug companies would try and build drugs that would, you know, prevent the plaque buildup, would try and stop this happening. And invariably, all of them would go through a very long, years-long process, working through mice and other test subjects, getting up to humans, and they would all fail at the human test stage. They would all not help with the Alzheimer's. And it was baffling people, and it was, you know, billions of dollars invested in this thing. And it's all... It's all looking like it was just based on fraud. Like this original author faked some of the image, faked a result, and then everything that came subsequent um, has has been wrong or irrelevant. That's the problem with some of these uh, scientists, isn't it? They, you know, if you get to a point in your work where you've just studied this the whole time on the banking that this hypothesis is going to be true. And then it's not true. You feel like you've wasted. You, you don't want to accept that and waste all this work that you've done. So you still put it out there. And then it's like with the marshmallow test. I think that was debunked yeah. as well yeah, for yeah. the same reason. Yeah. Like it's uh, you, you're putting yourself well, 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 first. Well, we, should, we should say sorry, not for the same reason. The marshmallow test, as far as I understand it, was that the the rigor of the original test was not there and didn't take into account the kids' backgrounds, and when they retested, they found that the people who came from poorer backgrounds 
would always take the marshmallow because growing oh, up food had been yeah. scarce. And so you don't take turn down an opportunity to eat now because there's no guarantee there will be thing in the future. Whereas people oh, from yeah. upper class backgrounds who could rely on steady food would leave the marshmallow and 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 trust it would come later. So it was it was completely missed at the time, but there was never any indication that that was a um, a fraud thing. This is this is very much like someone fucked with the data with the Alzheimer's thing, and 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 deliberately misled people. Well, they're bringing a bad name to science, and uh, I don't stand for that. Yeah, it's a um, it's a strange. It's like a real crazy shame in some ways it it does prove that science works because the data was there to go back and be looked at and it was not noted and, and and caught but it's like it's crazy that this like literally like 15 years worth of subsequent research is is just wasted for nothing so annoying so annoying I mean, the crazy thing as well, when you look at something like the the vaccine development of COVID, it shows how like a synchronized, heavily invested government supported research project can produce results in an incredible time frame. And yet when you look at it, um, at something like Alzheimer's, which has had billions of dollars of um, investment, and it's all based on premises that are not entirely honest, you, you feel like, oh God, there's still so much fallibility in this system. Yeah. Do you reckon Alzheimer's is one of the worst diseases to get? Oh, I mean, anything which fucks with your sense of self, your cognition, awareness, ability to enjoy life, that's but the worst stuff. But here's the thing about it. like, I feel like it's worse for the people around you than it is for you because you're kind of living in bliss. Like, You don't care that you don't remember. Unless you have the cognitive ability to be able to realize that you are losing, like the decline would be bad. But once you're in that sweet spot of not remembering anyone and everyone's new to you, I mean, isn't there a certain amount of bliss there? Unless there's something where it's like your husband died 20 years ago and you Ooh, are and you're being like, in- where's Peter? And you keep asking and yeah. everyone has to keep telling you like he's not he's not coming yeah like that kind of thing if you're aware of yourself you can heal and you can yeah. move on from but if you're stuck in it that would be awful but i think yes. you're right it is it is a thing about the people around you right yeah i mean from the outside it's terrifying the from the outside it's like there's something otherworldly about it in a way like the per- it's like sleepwalking it's it, for me it's in that same category you know when someone's sleepwalking for some reason to me that it's just so scary when they're there, but they're not there. Yeah. Um, they almost, it's almost like this possessed kind of thing, which I'm not saying people who have Alzheimer's are possessed, but it's like, it's, it's, it's like the uncanny Valley, but in real life, it's like, it's not, it's they're, 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 they're them, but they're not them. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know. It, it terrifies me to, to think that I could lose, my mind in that way. I mean, mm. I think schizophrenia would probably be more debilitating and more scary. Yeah. But dementia and Alzheimer's are pretty terrifying too. It's so rough on the people around them, as they say. Like, I know a few. So one of my close friends' dad is is really suffering, like quite young from a degenerative Alzheimer's, like wow. in his 50s. Wow. Um, mate. 
maybe 60s now still very young um mm. and yeah the, the burden it's placing on on sort of still like a young adult um, you know in your 30s to deal with a, a dad who's deteriorating like that has been incredibly difficult because then you become you know the person in charge of their medical care of their estates of all this kind of stuff which is such a stress and a burden and a legal responsibility and all this kind of fucked up shit which you just don't expect to have to deal with so young yeah um, and then i se- can't imagine yeah it, it's awful and then secondly like uh, my aunt's second husband at the moment has a, a neurological disorder that is looking pretty um pretty terminal now and that's the kind of thing where it's like uh hard as well because i get the sense that he doesn't really know that it's terminal and that's the stuff where it's like fucked up and i guess like that's the quick like would you want to <laughs> to know like wow but how, it, how do you know that it's terminal and he because all the doctors know but like it's just not like registered for him so he's acting like it's not yeah huh yeah fuck that's like that's the crazy thing where it's yeah that neurological shit is just intense man well that that's the other thing that you realize as you get older and probably start to get towards our age or i think we have parents around the same age is that you start to think of you in your 20s you you think of your parents still as you know these these people who have their shit together and everything they're still like the providers maybe in in some way and then you get into your 30s and your parents go into retirement and you're starting to come into your career and come into money and know yourself a bit better but the thing that you don't factor in at least for me is that your parents are now starting to decline and now you have to factor in oh shit like i uh, maybe i want to go travel overseas but what if my parents get sick because that's a possibility and and that becomes more of a possibility as time goes on. And just for me, I just never really factored that in. I think in a lot of cultures, it's really built in that the adults take care of the child and then the child take care of the adults. I Absolutely. think in like in Asian cultures, Absolutely. that's like a real big thing. Yeah. But it's in Western culture, I've, I don't think it's there. I've firsthand with, with KC and his parents. Sure. Yeah. And I think in, in Western cultures, it's almost like, you know, the parents get sick and then the then the it's the child's responsibility to put them into a home, which is not, yeah. you know, cyclical yeah. in that way. But it's just something I've been thinking about lately that, you know, you know, maybe I won't be able to do these things that I that I want to do and I'm not I'm not complaining about that. I'm no, just you saying st- you yeah, start I just to worry about, about it more. Yeah. yeah. And not that they have any you know serious health issues. No. But it's just a you know factor in the mix. Yeah. Once once you've become more of an adult, it, it's inevitable that you have to start thinking about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fun show. Great note. Great note to leave on. I think. <laughs> yeah. Death and losing your sense of self, baby. Yeah. Deep thought. That's the deep thought special. Woo. Woo. <laughs> um. Cool. Um. I'm. I'm going to a gig like soon, so I have to go. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. It just seemed a little bit. <laughs> a little bit harsh. <laughs> a little bit abrupt.
Do you want me to stay? Yeah. You want me to stay and watch until you're completely relaxed with this gun? It really looks like a <laughs> oh. comedy. Papa like it. Okay. Listen to how hard this thing goes. Six speeds. Dude, I'm I'm getting a little turned on with those vi with those vibrations in my ear. Oh yeah. Oh, that's oh a, that's god. A, 